This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 173. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Pete Moore. And he, if you remember, was on the podcast with me, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe. And we did a lot of talking and it was very fun. And so I'm very excited to have him back. He is the owner and CEO of Simplifying Entrepreneurship. And he coaches entrepreneurs and has lots of great ideas to share with us today. Um, So I'm excited to have you here again, Pete. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks, Julie. It's uh, always a pleasure chatting, and I was looking forward. You said, "Hey, would you would you consider doing another one?" I'm like, "Yeah." We had a great oh. uh, conversation all around that the five P's of turning yes. your frustrations into into freedom. Into freedom, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I love kinda, that. So I'm, I, I'm like you said, I'm I'm that was a few months ago, and I'm sort of three months down the road of writing that book, and hopefully, we'll be able to launch it this fall. Awesome, good. Well, I'm going to follow your example too because I've. I've said a few times that I'm writing a book and I am, but I have to hold myself to the deadlines. So <laughs> when you get yours done, hopefully mine will be close behind. Sweet. So today we kind of talked about talking about communication mm. and staff meetings, team me- yeah. team meetings, we call them. Sure. Um, and um, so what are we going to talk about about that? Well, you know, I think <clears throat> the interesting thing, Julie, is that and it does, I own retail stores. Um, you know, most of your listeners uh, have vet practices, uh, and and you know, it really doesn't matter what type of business you run. But if you if there's several people in the business, and there's no sort of formal rhythm of communication, then there's problems. Right, things happen. And and you know, from a leadership perspective, it's like it's our job to ensure that communication happens throughout the organization everywhere it needs to be. And if you kind of pull it back to those, you know, the five P's, you know, what what's the promise of your business that you're offering to your clients, your paying clients, right? So, and everything you're doing, all the meetings along the way are all around delivering that promise so that your customer can go from having a problem to having a better life so that they're going to pay and you're going to be, you know, business, that's the circle of the business, right? Right. And our job (laughs) is to keep this rhythm going from leaders, right? We're, we're keeping this rhythm going and, you know, people say, oh, I, I don't need another meeting just to meet. Well, it's true. We don't want to have meetings just to meet, but we do need to have meetings to communicate. And those communications need to, you know, from a leadership perspective, we need to be continuously, you know, going through as much as it sounds like a grind, repeating what that promise is. We need to make sure everybody's aligned. You know, it's aligning our product, aligning our process, aligning our people to the promise. So that's actually, you know, our last podcast was around that, but that's actually how I set up most of the meeting rhythms. It's really, when you're thinking about that, you start off, and I always like to start off meetings with good, good news. So it's always about 
tell me something. And we don't need to spend, you know, 40 minutes of a, of a 60 minute meeting on good news. It's mm-hmm. like five minutes. Let's get in the right framework. Let's get in the right, like what happened good, either personally or professionally since we last met. Oh, my daughter just graduated school or, you know, my, my uh, son got his braces off, or maybe we had our best sales day ever. And, you know, Mrs. Jones came in and, and we had our biggest ticket ever sold at the store, whatever the case is, it could be business. It could be not. Yeah. yeah. But well, and in our news. case, it, it might be a, a good outcome. For you sure. Know, so-and-so was sick last week and today I called and he's feeling so much better or whatever. It could right. be anything like that. Yeah. You know, and, and you know what it's uh, you know, we, we were able, you know, so, uh, a pet came in and thought we were going to lose the pet and we had to amputate a leg, but the pet's doing really well. Right. And, yep. you know, continues on and life is good. Owner's happy, all that stuff. Like exactly. give us the happy stories, right? Because that gets our mental mind, you know, gets our mindset in the right frame of work to start thinking about positively adjusting what we need to adjust in order to deliver our promise. So right. then we repeat our promise. What's our promise? And, you know, and that's uh, developed. So however, yeah, whatever you Tell us again, for people that may not have listened to that first podcast, just briefly, Yeah. when you're talking about promise, mm. it part of that's your, your vision, your mission, yeah. your why, right? right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure so, they know what we're talking about. Yeah. So from, from that side, if you think about it this way, what problem do they have? How do you uniquely take care of that problem with your business? I mean, there's lots of other vets out there. There's lots of other businesses. How do you do it uniquely compared to some of the other people there so that they pick you instead of someone else? So that that problem that they have becomes something that they're have the happy outcome. Happy about, right. And so whatever that is, you you try to wrap language around that in your marketing, on your business cards, and your in your like all of the language around that, all of the decisions that you make in your business all pertain to the promise that you deliver every right. day. Mm-hmm. Day in and day out. So that it should be really simple for anybody that was working with you, anybody who's part of this team, to understand that when we're making these decisions today. We have to keep in mind that it relates to our promise, right? Yeah, and right. if it doesn't, we're out of whack. We're out of alignment. And, and that's where some issues happen, right? And if and if this promise isn't always sort of brought up at every time you get together and meet, then you stray. Yeah. It's easy to stray. And now, would you, Pete, let me ask you this. I, I'm going to probably get to in the details, but so we, we start with the happy thoughts and the yeah. happy situations. Yep. and. And then do you, do you actually literally repeat the promise and the why, or is it more of, does it go along with that, I guess? Or would you just every meeting start with, let's talk about our why? Usually in some way, shape or form. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can, you can branch it up. Like we have, we have like, if we're, if we're sitting down for a quarterly meeting, I literally, we have what we call the heart of shoe-topia. I'll just use our shoe stores, for example. We have this, I remember this you have do- shoe stores. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have the heart of shoe-topia and it's like got three rings and it's like all in a, in a shape of a heart and okay. all those different things that we do come into the center and the center of that is our customer, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of those, so we look at that and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about today, right? 
the right. hardest utopia. All these processes, all the different products, all those different things that are coming in to satisfy that the very heart of of this model is our client. And you know, you can frame it up any way you want. Like we'll talk um, at 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 Utopia and we have those meetings. And I'm using that because simplifying entrepreneurship is is basically me. Where Utopia, I'm running you know a team of of a variety of different people and right. all we have couple of stores and what have you. So when we sit down in those meetings and our meeting rhythms, and we'll talk about those, but like I'm thinking right now of a quarterly meeting. So we just had our uh, quarterly meeting and, you know, we have, um, we've started actually doing monthly meetings uh, instead of quarterly meetings recently. So instead of doing a full day, every quarter, we're doing half days every month. And that's right. just something we've recently switched. So we had our monthly meeting, I guess I should say um, at the on Friday. And we sit down and on that, we have the sheet. So we go through good news and then we have our sheet and here's our sheet and everybody looks at it and it's like, yep, that's what it is. That's it's what we do. Right? It's, wow. and, and so we've got, we've got a few different things. And in the middle of that, we've also captured with nine letters, what that means. And that means, you know, if we're making our client Look great and feel fantastic. There's four words that captures what all the decisions that we're trying to make. We're trying to buy stuff that's going to help our clients look great and feel fantastic, right? And mm -hmm. deliver that kind of service. What does feel fantastic mean? What does look great mean? Right. And what brands are there there? And what what's experience that we're doing? Because these are the things we talk about in our Right, meeting, and the right? quality of your product. And it all comes back to that, yeah. Right. Yeah. So- the ooh, the ah, and the aha, I've even brought it out too. So what does it feel like? The ooh is when you look in the mirror and you go, ooh, that looked pretty good. Well, that's an experience, right? And you and you close your eyes and you're standing in your in your shoes and you go, ah, those feel fantastic. Comfortable, yeah. Look great, feel fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. so you can you can emulate some of that stuff. What would people feel like, hear like, sound like, smell like, all those different things? And so that's what you want to capture. And sometimes you want to just capture it's like the feeling part. We want right. to revisit the feeling part this time, or we want to revisit this part. So you can capture well, and that's that's something when you say feeling part, that's that is magnified a lot in our business. I mean, obviously you want your shoes to feel good. Yeah. But our business is all about feelings. For sure. And you know, I when you say that I'm like, okay, well if our clients can be feel cared for. Yeah. And like one of my our our core values is is we want them to feel like family. Right. So if they Me feel too. cared for and they feel like they're part of our family, then that's part of our our yeah. promise. Our key characteristics, one of them says treat you like family. Yeah. That's what we do. And exactly. we're a local family shoe store in small right. towns. Like yeah. we're small town um, uh, businesses. Right. And so that's one of our core values as well, you know, that, that interlinks. So what does that look like and feel like? So when they, when they pick up their pet and they've paid you and they're walking out the door and they're looking back and they're saying, Hmm, what, what, what's that feeling that I've just right. have here? Yeah. And mm -hmm. how do I take that and make sure that we're delivering our experience in that way? Well, those are the kind of things you want to talk about. At, I'm not saying you bring that up every single meeting, right. but that's the kind of flavor that you want to be injecting so that all of the decisions that you're making in your meetings kind of come back to the feeling that the person has after they paid you and left. And are they going to return? Are they loyal? All this other stuff, right? right. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And you know, we look at, at these meetings. 
Um, I'll give you the flow that that we have. Yeah, yeah, let's do you that. Because I'm thinking there's going to be people out there that either run the meetings if they're owners yeah. or managers, yeah. but also there are people that participate in meetings. And if they're not sure. going well, yep. they might be able to make some suggestions to change them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, so, okay, you know, lay it on uh, me. Yeah. So whether you have a, a once a year uh, meeting, like some people will do once a year for a full day or two days, depending right. on their rhythm, right? I call all these meeting rhythms. Um, but what when you set a rhythm, it doesn't have to be set forever in a day. You can change it. We just changed our quarterly rhythm to a monthly rhythm because we found we wanted to meet more, right. but for shorter time. Right. Yeah. It's uniquely yours, whatever that rhythm is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do monthly at my practice. Yeah. So. Yes. So we've gone from um, quarterlies, full days, offsite to um, monthlies, half days, offsite. We meet on a Wednesday morning and we kind of power through stuff for the month. And what does that look like? Well, we literally go through our five Ps. We talk about our promise. We talk about our product. So, or in your case, your services. What what are we doing really well? What needs to be changed? What do we need to add in? What maybe do we not want to do anymore? Which is a big one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Just because you've done something forever in a day doesn't mean that you have to continue to do it. Now, would you talk about that at every meeting then? What yep. do we want to what do we want to stop doing? That's a yep. great question. Cause I bet I'll bet you that a lot of us don't do that. We dig into, you know, your product or your service. Yeah. Um, so it's literally, it's literally on the agenda. The agenda starts off and it's like good news. One, the next one is promise. The next one is product. The next one is process. The next one is people, right? So yep. we go through those products, those services, blah, blah, blah. And and at the monthlies, we dig down deeper because we do the same thing at our weeklies, right. okay? We right. just hit it in a, in a different sort of um, shortness and tempo. Mm-hmm. But now we can do a little deeper dive into some of these things, right? And we might pull in some data. We might pull in some metrics. We might have, is this worth doing? Is this not worth doing? Let's have a conversation amongst the decision makers here. Are we still, is this still aligned with what, what we're promising to our clients? Are they happy with the end results and, and all that sort of stuff? So you dig into that. The next part, you take that and then you go into process. Okay, what isn't working these days? Yeah. <laughs> That's usually where it starts. It's like, it's not, we're not saying, well, hey. And, this- and I hate to say this, but at a lot of team meetings that I've participated in, either in my practice or others, their biggest problem is, is that that's all they talk about is what yep. isn't going well. Yep. Yep. And that's what a lot of the meetings get really negative because they don't like start, like you said, positively. Right. And try to focus on some of the positives. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get yourself in the right mindset before you dig into some of those, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are there usually some things that need to be fixed? For sure. Or you have to have a meeting, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, if we're, you know, if we're not going to make any change, there's no point in having a meeting. Right. And I mean, that's what meetings are about. They're about change and change with the understanding that you know why you're changing. And that's the importance of the promise. Not just for change sake, right? So we kind of get into the process side of things and really the same sort of thing. It's like, well, some processes we've been doing for one, two, five, three, ten 10 years, and they're no longer relevant. Things have changed. And are we actually changing the processes to accommodate that? Has our promise changed a little bit and what we used to do 
isn't in alignment anymore after all the stuff that's gone on in the last couple of years? Have we changed some of those things, but we haven't updated the manuals? People still are a little bit fuzzy about what it what it is we can do, what it is we aren't doing, you know, those kind of things. Let's clarify. Because in order to go back with some of that stuff, we can't move ahead until and we can't give confidence to our team and communicate confidence to our team if there isn't absolute clarity. Right. So yeah, we talked a little bit about that before. Yeah. It's so important. And and sometimes the leaders think it is clear and it it often mm. isn't. The so problem is, is having that open communication, like yeah. fostering that ability is is a big thing. Yeah, you know, um Julie for those that are watching, uh, I don't have a whole lot of hair on my head. And I was pointing <laughs> in my head when when uh, <laughs> I've pulled it all out already. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's this idea around the fact that um, without absolute clarity on those things, you can't build confidence for your team. Yeah, And it's an important piece of having these meetings so that they help you with the clarity. And that helps them buy into the confidence that you're going to support them with as a leader. Understanding that you know that this new process or this tweak of the process is going to deliver our promise even better than ever before. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be faster. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be more efficient. You know, it's going to be delivered in a way that gives them that feeling even quicker than before, you know, right. and all of this stuff. That's, that's the process improvement. Yeah. Okay. And then we talk about people. Okay. Stop for a second. Cause we talked about things that weren't going well. Yeah. And okay. So let's, let's just ask a quick question there before we go on to the people. Mm-hmm. If they, if problems are brought up mm-hmm. that you didn't anticipate as the leader, does that happen? All the time. And then how do you handle it? Yeah. Um, well, it depends on the magnitude of the problem. Okay. Right? So, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to ask you questions from the perspective of somebody that's out there that's trying to improve their staff meetings or their yeah. team meetings. Yeah. And what would they think about asking you? So that's what yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to do here. So <laughs> I, I, well, first of all, before we meet, I, uh, my team knows uh, that if they want to table anything, that they table it the day before we meet so that everybody knows it's going to be tabled. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I like things, that. That's kind of how we do it too. So that things typically no don't surprises. come up that are super big. Right. Julie, that we don't already know about, right? Because they aren't tabled, and, and and you know, if they do, then we we can maybe address them a little bit, but we set them aside for the next meeting, so, we so that we can press through what's the priority for this meeting that everybody's already agreed to. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that because if if you can acknowledge that yes, this is a problem but we need time to think it through before we can actually work on it together as a team that that makes people feel heard, but also that you're going to come back to it at the next meeting. I think that that is like a key rather than, Oh, we can't talk about that. It's too much or whatever. So, okay. I like it's never too much. It's just maybe not the right time. Right. Or we're just not ready. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you got to think things through before you can make a decision. So everybody who's involved with the meeting knows in our organization, that if they want something brought up at that meeting, they need to give 24-hour notice for it to be put on the agenda. On the agenda. And, yeah. and yes, we leave some time to talk about some stuff and to, you know, chat about things. And, a little and bit, yeah. to, you know, 
and 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 brainstorm a bit about what could be upcoming. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't just sabotage a meeting unless something's really come up in the last twenty four hours. It just has to be dealt with. And could that happen? Sure, it could happen. But that's a managerial discretion. It's rare. There. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I stopped you. No, it's great. I wanted to go to that. So now we're talking about the people. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back to people. And so a part of every meeting, it's a part of every meeting. Mm -hmm. And so the people, as we go back to that earlier conversation, um, really is, is around your clients, your team, and all of the outsourced suppliers that help deliver your promise. Mm. Right. See, and that's one we forget, I think. As veterinarians, mm. we forget that out the other people, mm-hmm. the drug reps and the yep. service people and or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Your landlord. I mean, could, yeah. like, could be anybody who's helping. To, like, right. if you, yep. if you're having issues with the landlord and and there's some stuff that your managers have to deal with there, I mean, that's part of that people conversation, right? Sure. Yeah. It's important, mm-hmm. and so. You know, it, it's your marketing people, your your bookkeeper, your, I mean, could be anybody that's an outsourced yeah. partner, right? So we talk about um, people and, and it's like, okay, let's bring up, um, you know, and this this is an opportunity for another round of, uh, if you feel you need it, another round of positive influence. Tell me your best customer story last week after we've gone through some process downers. <laughs> It's yeah, like, okay. I like that because you really do. You there, you feel it in meetings that it'll yeah. go up and down, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've done so many meetings in my lifetime, and yeah. some of them are so great, and some of them are so terrible. Yeah. But they do kind of wave. Yeah. Sure. I like that. So you can kind of pull it back in and say, okay, um, we need two good stories of best clients last week uh, and our best you know, things. And then we're going to dig into people. And so we dig into people and it's like, okay, we need to hire three people and we need to do this and we need to do that. So we're going to dig into that. You know, we need a, an assistant vet tech and we need to have somebody new on the, on the, um, the front desk. And, uh, and then we need to talk about our reps because the medical rep for this particular drug, um, isn't providing us what we need, or we haven't, we, we need a product knowledge session, um, to come in so that we are better trained and informed on what it is, um, we have to administer, you know, those kind of things. And how are we going to set this up with this person in order to make this stuff happen so that we can deliver our promise to our clients? Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So then we talk about profit and it's like, you know, what, what's, what's happening here? Are we making our numbers? Are we doing, you know, let's get into the sort of the sales side of things uh, and you know, what, what's happening there and and what do we need to do from that side of things? And depending on where you're sitting, I mean, um, this is your opportunity to open up into you know, all of the marketing side of things and sales process and a lot of that kind of thing too. Um, so you can kind of pack away because you can bring those, you can inject those back into process, back into people. I mean, those other areas of your business, you can bring back into the five P's or you can kind of take them out and set them aside on a different, like operational stuff is more process stuff. But I find sales stuff and marketing stuff is usually sort of intermingled in amongst some of those different ones too. So those kind of chats, because you need to have the chats about that stuff as well, um, is yeah. all part of those monthlies. And then you're doing it, then you take it down. We we meet um, on uh, the months that we're not meeting for the half day on Wednesday, we meet for an hour, same time, same rhythm. Try to keep the same rhythm, Wednesday mornings. 
right? And Wednesday mornings, we meet for an hour as that same group. And um, sometimes it's on Zoom, sometimes it's live. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It, the, the medium is not as important as the conversation, but we go through the same things, the five Ps. We break down our quarterly goals and our yearly goals and take a little look and what's our chunk for this week to do this? What right. are we putting out? What are we dealing with? Oh, we're hiring a new part-time person or we're, you know, how, how, where did, for, when we had our meeting last week, did we accomplish and what are we going to do now? That's usually the weekly rhythm. It's like, we look back at last week's notes. Everybody's agreed to what they were going to do. Did you get it done? Yeah, we got it done. Everybody's accountable. Big, big word, accountable. And, you know, everybody's got their stuff done. Yes. If you didn't get it done, how come? Yeah, what happened? Well, you know, so-and-so did this or so. Okay, that's good. That's fine. So it's going to stay on this week and we're going to ask next week until it's done, right? Right. So it's this accountability rhythm that you come into as well, but always in alignment with that month and with that year and with that other stuff. So everything you're working together and everybody has that flow of what's happening. Yeah. That's an hour. We do that for an hour and sometimes it's only a half an hour. Like that meetings, that meeting, depending on what's happening and what's going on and how big the projects are and some of that stuff, it ranges the weeklies are between a half an hour and an hour for our team. Mm -hmm. Whereas the monthlies are a half day offsite. Yeah. And then I have a daily rhythm too. And the daily rhythm is like this for that same team. Um, My management team, we use a wonderful tool called Voxer. And Voxer is a, a voice app, Vox, mm, V-O-X. Yeah, I've used that before, I think. Yeah, yeah. so I love it. Um, I'm a I'm a vocal person. We were talking before we hopped online here about- <laughs> We have a really whether... good voice. You have like that, <laughs> that radio voice or something, so. Well, thanks. Yeah, and, you, and, you know, um, some people are audio. Some people are visual. Some yes. people are like to read. Some people want, want to watch the video. But from, from this- this side of things, um, I love Vox because it's it's its own channel that you can use within your team. And I'm I hate tapping or typing and all the stuff on the all That's the different saying, things. Yeah. I just want to talk mm-hmm. because the the beauty of the voice is that tone comes through, mm-hmm. and tone gets misrepresented on almost every email or every text. Yes. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of communication faux pas in texting and even autocorrect, then it gets really scary and dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and for that reason, I love to talk with that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like a walkie talkie. You hit, you hit the record and you say what you're going to say. And so our daily rhythm is each of my managers sends me the three things that they're, they're what we call their prime priorities. What are your three prime priorities for the day? Mm-hmm. And did you accomplish your three prime priorities from yesterday? So they start off and they say, hey, you know, it's Jen. And I got two out of the three things we talked about yesterday done. I'm going to still work on the other one. And today's prime priorities are boom, boom, boom. So That's you all I know what they're working on in any given right. day. And it's literally that long. Like yeah, just real almost quick. every day when they vox me, my voxers, because I, I talk a lot, um, are way longer than theirs. <laughs> and so they they literally lay it out in probably 30 seconds. I got two of three done yesterday or three of three done yesterday. And here's my two or here's my three things that I'm working on today. And so I listen to them whenever I don't have to be live. I can listen right. to them after I'm done this podcast right. and or, you know, they're there and they can attach stuff. Here's the picture. Oh, I'm working on this back wall 
click, here's the picture. And, and they can talk then and say, oh yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this. Awesome. Great. So, you know, and now from, from a leadership perspective, the communication is still flowing. Mm -hmm. It's flowing asynchronously, which is really good because we don't all have to be there at the exact same time, the exact same moment. Everybody can do it when they get in that day. Yeah. And everybody in the management team is in the loop with what each other is doing because they're all part of that group chat. Yeah. So, so the other, other people can hear what they're saying to you. Okay, cool. I love it. So we set it up as a group chat. That's, we just call it the manager's group chat, but Mm -hmm. there's the individuals too, where I can just talk to Julie back and forth. Right. Like as we're talking about a a side project or whatever. Um, But, but there's the group chats too. And the group chats, we just share those in the group chats. I I give them the same thing. I mean, it's like, here's the three things I'm working on today. I may not be working in Shootopia, but I've got a podcast with Julie and I've got two coaching calls and, you know, uh, blah, 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 whatever the case is. So they know where I'm at too. And if I, if they need me, they can call upon me when, you know, when I'm not, and they, they can see my schedule and all that sort of stuff anyway. But so I think the big thing here, Julie, when we talk about meeting rhythms is communication is key to running a good business. It's healthy. It's it's the key to everything. I think, don't you? Yeah. Relationships, good businesses. Yeah. Communication. You know, and, and without it, we can't expect people to know what we're thinking. We can't expect people to know what's, you know, you can't expect them to know what's in your head if you're not actually communicating what you need them to do and what you're at, what you want from the business. So clarifying those goals of where, where are we taking this business? What are we wanting to do with it? How, you know, how are we developing this stuff? Everybody wants to know because they want to know where they stand in the organization to move ahead. They want to be accountable for their piece of the organization to help deliver the promise. That's where you get the loyalty, the built-in when everybody's involved in those sort of communications and, and, and building, building these plans together as a team not just you as a leader yeah, telling they feel them valued. They're going to be more yeah. likely to work hard for you. Yeah. Hey, That's why I want to encourage people. If you're listening and you are running a business to share, share that financial information. I know a lot of people are afraid to do that, but if you don't let them know what's going on financially with your business, it's, it's not, your communication isn't going to be as clear as you'd like it to be. Yeah, you can't hide I, that I, stuff. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. that's, that's why, you know, profits that last one there and everybody should understand where they stand with helping deliver profit to the business because mm-hmm. they want to have confidence that the business is profitable, doing really well, and that they're, they're a piece of that. Right. Right. right? Everybody sure. wants to feel secure in their job. And if, if you're not letting them know that, yeah, this is a profitable business and we're doing well here and, and you're a big piece of this and, and, you know, that sort of reciprocity that without you, we couldn't be profitable and all this kind of stuff. And we're all part of this machine put together with your company banner on top. Yeah. Because yeah, we can't do it alone for sure. Whew. Yeah. I don't even know how to do a lot of this stuff in my business. <laughs> Like, um, like, I don't know how to do this. I need help because there's other people that do it. I don't do it. That's funny. When I go into our stores, um, you know, it's, it's like a running joke. Don't let Pete behind the point of sale system. He doesn't know how to sell <laughs> shoes. <laughs> he can work with the clients, but then 
we'll ring them through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll make sure we get the right amount of money. Cause Pete will mess it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what, whatever charity. the case is. I don't is. know how to charge out a client. I have no idea. I mean, I used to, but I don't know. Likewise. And, and you know, we have the processes there. Could I do it? I could do it. And I go back through and figure sure. it out. It's no problem. I mean, right. our processes are in place and right. they are there, Right. but, but you don't need I don't, I've assigned accountability for that stuff. And that's the only way I've been able to uh, get my freedom. And that's the biggest thing when we talk about business ownership is that you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And if you feel as though you have to be a part of every one of those decisions and every one of those checkout points along your business, then you're never going to experience any freedom. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. So I think that's a really good. formula for team meetings. Like you gave us a really good, this is how I should do it. So I'm going to go back and re-examine the way we do ours and make some tweaks because I think a lot of the things you suggested are helpful. Yeah. I mean, if if you put things in blocks like that, whatever those blocks are for your business, you know, um, the nice thing about that is that you just take the time down. So if you have a half day, you spend an hour on something instead of 10 minutes in a, in a one hour communication, right? So right. you're just, you're going through the same, everybody wants to know the rhythm. They want to know what's going to be brought they feel up. They comfortable that they understand what's going on, right? They know we're going to say that they know we're going to start with good good news. So they know, like, <laughs> like, and, and that's, that's something too. It's like, okay, guys, like, don't tell me you don't have any good news because you know we do this every. I know. Day. Sometimes I spring that on my team. I'm like, okay, so now we're going to say something great. Yeah. I want everyone to say something great. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, because I didn't <laughs> warn them. But yeah. So, you know, a lot of times now they'll, they'll come all, you can tell they've already scripted their good news like in their head <laughs> because they know they're going to get asked. Right. right. Yeah. I love it. That's so, good though. But, but you know, you're going to you know get what asked. What you're doing by doing that, Pete? is now they have to think about it and they're going to be looking for the good. Yeah. And as someone that coaches people's minds, mm. just the fact that they're looking for good stuff for the meeting is that's a bonus because it will make them more optimistic. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and that. you know they know we're going to talk about the product or service in your case. Right. They know we're going to talk about the process. They know we're going to talk about the people. And so they're already thinking about this stuff. And even when, you know, when you, when you ask them the day before, what have you got to table for this meeting? They'll come back and they'll say in the process side of things, we should talk about this. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When we're talking about product, can we talk about this? Or when we're talking about people, we should table this. Great. So you're building, you're building my schedule for me when I run this meeting and and every and and everybody's more comfortable with it because they know the rhythm, right. and it's the same rhythm at the monthly meeting as it is at the weekly meeting. You know, it's it's the same. Just on a and little different scale. When we dive down to the three priorities of the day, they're just they're they're really all pertaining to those things all the time. Yeah. It's just it just yeah. keeps going back to it, right? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Cool. So, do we have more time, or do you want to? Because I think you. we thought we wanted to do one more thing, right? Do we t- want to talk a little bit about time management? Yeah, if you want to kind of go into um, free time, focus time, flex time, we we can certainly uh, chat about that. 
Okay. Do you think that we should split it into another podcast or do you want to just go for it's it? your podcast, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just don't know how long you're going to want to talk about it, but let's I can, I can have that conversation just like this past one. I mean, yeah. I can have a conversation on almost any of these topics anywhere from five minutes to an hour. So it's up to you. Okay. Well, let's start, since I think we're not going too long yet, let's start down that road of talking about a little bit about time management. Sure. And then if we think we're getting too much in the weeds, then we'll, uh, we can do another one another day, right? Yeah. So um, from, from the, uh, and you can see like already, even from today's conversation that it blends into the last conversation. I mean, all this stuff well, does blend in. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get this, this um, kind of schedule figured out for your staff meetings, it's going to save you time. For sure. The way you yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into it a little bit. Okay, cool. So what's your first, I'll start, I'll start with a question. Sure, what would sure. be your first thought when I say at a veterinary hospital, we just don't have time to do anything because we're at the mercy of the people that want to come in the door. Yeah. You could say the very same thing about retailers. I mean, right. Well, it is the same. I mean, I see I see a veterinary hospital as a retail store. Sure. What we're selling yeah. is health to your pets. Mm-hmm. We're selling mm-hmm. preventative care. We're selling, you know, medical services. And we also sell product. Like we have products that people For buy, sure. ear cleaners yeah. and medications and food. You know, yeah, food, dog food. Yeah, we get all of our food at our vets. Yeah, absolutely. So it really is the same, you know, it, it, business is business. It's just a, yeah. a little bit different product I think that we're selling. What would I say when somebody says we don't have time? Yeah. Like what um, if, what if I came to you and, and you were going to coach me and I said, Pete, I just don't have any time. Yeah. Like I would you say your processes. I don't, I'd say you don't have the right processes in place. Okay, good. I love it. And so then what do I have, have to an do assigned, to fix it? <laughs> yeah. And then you haven't assigned those processes to the right person. Right. Yeah. Accountability. Somebody that's accountable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so time management really revolves around, I've got this, I mean, it's a couple of different things. I've yeah, got this I know there's one a thing. lot. So no yeah. pressure. We have plenty yeah. of time. So, I can't even split this recording into two. So let's yeah. just go. <laughs> you know, from, from the time management side of things, we're speaking for the most part to owners of, of their practice. And, you know, I realize there's, there's other people listening as well, managers and and people working within their practice. But if you look at it from an owner's perspective, I really look at, at time management as you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And I've said that before. Right. So what is it that you actually truly love to do and be doing that all of the time? So I've got a, I've got a, a, form basically. And it's, it's this, it's this uh, practice that we go through. I call it love it or leave it and really understanding what you truly love, because when you're doing what you truly love, it doesn't even feel like work. Right. Right. It and actually, that's why most of us went into vet med because we thought we would love it. Right. It gives you energy instead of pulls the energy from you. So, right. I mean, even if you take it down to you know, um, certain pieces. It's like, okay, well, I want to do, um, you know, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with all of the different things that vets do. <laughs> that we do. Let's, you know, let's just say I, I really like doing the in and out visits, but I don't want to do operations. Right. You know, yep. so or, surgery or, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yep. And so, so if you're, 
Or maybe you love the surgeries. It's like, I don't want to deal with the public. I just want to deal with the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Sure. And, yeah. And, well, and, and that's, and, that's true. Yeah. Everybody's a little different. Yeah. Right. So, and it doesn't matter what your love is. Just understand what it is and do more of that and less of the other stuff. Because that's where you're going to start feeling really, really good about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and understanding your zone of genius, as some people would put it, but I call it love it or leave it. So being in your love it zone as much as you can for your work week and parsing off all of the leave it stuff, all the stuff that you either don't love doing, maybe you're really good at it, but you don't love it, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're really not that great at it. And you don't love doing it, but you kind of have to because it's your practice and blah, blah, blah. At least you Part feel the you have to, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, it's like, those are the things you want to align the process with. And once the process is really honed down, you want to be assigning accountability to somebody else on the team who probably actually loves doing that. Just because you don't doesn't mean they don't. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's a fascinating that you say that because it, I'm a big proponent of learning what your team does well mm-hmm. and what they like to do. And I think yep. at your team meetings, you can find that out if yeah. you listen and ask the right questions and then you can assign the things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I hate stuff together because I hate detail. Like if mm. a piece of equipment comes in and it needs assembly, I'm like, eh. yeah, but I have a tech that loves that. So if, if we have a table or a chair or anything that needs to be put together, mm. I, immediately call her and she's so excited. Yeah. Right. And so you've, you've actually done her a favor, right? Oh yeah. She loves it. She gets excited. So you can think, you can think of it even from a bookkeeping perspective. It's like, I've got a couple of business degrees and I could um, pretty easily have at the, at the time I got those uh, spent maybe another three months and became a certified accountant. Right. I don't like doing book work. I'm good at it. I understand it really like, I really understand it quite well. And I just don't like it. It's right. not my love it zone. And it, and it after I've sat down with my books for like a half a day and gone through stuff, I feel as though I spent a week there. It drains your day. energy. Yeah. yeah. It sucks the life out of me. Right. I'm good at it, but it sucks the life out of me. So mm-hmm. do I want to be spending my time doing that kind of work every day so that I lose even more hair than I have? No. <laughs> like I don't, you know... I want to be working in the area that at the end of the day makes me feel like I haven't even worked right? and that I've really contributed and all of the other stuff. Right. So, you know, you lay out this kind of stuff in the way and understand your business, understand yourself so that you're propping up your, your business in your area that you really love and let some of the other people on your team. And that's team management from a leadership perspective, understanding and, and grouping the team together. That's going to be providing all these different vital areas so that it's their loved zones and your loved zone all, all together in alignment with your promise. Right. Right. Yeah. So in order to get to the point where you're spending less time mm-hmm either in your business or on your business. Yeah. 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 How does that apply to your like work-life balance kind of thing? Because we talk about that a lot, you know, the, the different, you know, you want to be home or you Mm -hmm. don't want to be at work as much and that kind of thing. How do you you see that? I've created um, an entrepreneurial calendar planner, essentially called the one page planner. Happy to share it with anybody. I think we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast. Cool. 
So yeah, um, on that planner, I've set up sort of uh, three time zones. And those time zones uh, that you have to be conscious about are your focus time, your flex time, and your free time. And for people in our business, like in retail or, or people in, in practice, you could also add a fourth uh, time, which is floor time. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand the times, these, these buckets of time in our calendar, there's only... We all have the same, right? It's only 24, 24 hours in a day. Right? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't uh, buy more and you can't use less. No. And believe me, I've tried. <laughs> mm. But you can buy other people's time, which is interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so, and that frees your time up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it's up to you then to use it wisely and, and the, the way that you want to. But even when you do get that time back, you're going you're gonna to put it into one of these buckets. Mm-hmm. So what do you want for free time? And take it back to how much free time do I want over the course of a year? Like a lot of entrepreneurs were like, hmm, well, maybe I'll take 100 days off this year. Well, 100 days off. I mean, if, if you just take weekends, that's 104. Right. Right. Yeah. How much time? Do you, how much time do you want off? I mean, hundred sounds like a lot, but everybody gets that, right? So, but if you look at it, are you as the owner of your business actually taking hundred days off a year? Not usually, yeah. No, hmm. but all of your team does, right? So, is your business working for you or not? These are the kind of things. These are the kind of things that start making me think. Hmm, maybe I need to make some changes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Well, and the, and I think. That is a really good way to think about it too, because if you don't actually count the hours yeah. or the days or whatever you have off, everybody yeah. thinks yeah. that they don't have enough free time, yeah. but they usually leave their scheduling their free time to last, right? Right. Like they right. get all their work done and then they, they think what's left, ever is left over is the free time when really you can schedule it the other way. Yeah. So you yeah. can schedule, like you can block, I like time blocking. Uh, I use Google calendar and I time yep. block stuff, you know, yep. um, but you know, are you time blocking in the morning? Are you time blocking in the afternoon? Like what's your, what's your most productive time? And you want to value that and savor that productive time for your focus time. Right. Right. Yes. This time that you need to be focused and all in and doing what you're doing, your money-making stuff, the stuff that actually, you know, pushes things ahead. That's like, that's your time. Don't let anybody else take that from you. Turn off your notifications, tell every, close your door, you know, turn off your screens, what, like whatever it is, whatever it is you're focusing on, make sure that you don't have interruptions because every time you're interrupted, it takes you about 15 to 20 minutes to get back in that flow of focus. Well, and sometimes you never get back. Right. Like you'll just quit. Because your there brain will be like, oh, I, I just ruined this. So I guess I'll just give up. That's what we do. So, right? mm-hmm. You know, we have to set up these different areas of our time management with conscious thought or else it just blends. So the next piece is flex time. Are you allowing yourself flex time? And flex time is the time that you use to either get better prepared for your focus time or better prepared for your free time. Okay. Because free time is also yours and yours alone. It's for you to do what you want to do. That's why they call it free time. It's not for you to do the groceries. The groceries, that's flex time for me. Yeah. Because you're getting prepared to eat. (laughs) Right. You know, so 
it's like that's not free time. So I, I if if if, if fr- Saturday is my day off, and uh, all I'm doing is running around doing chores, that's a flex day. That's not a free day. Right. Now, when you do your time blocking, do you schedule each one of these things into each day, or it doesn't really matter? Again, that you know that depends it on your kind of depends on how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, uh, some people say, no, you got to do it by the day. It's like, this is a day and blah, blah, blah. I'm not like that. Each chunk in each day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that would work for me either. No, but you have to be conscious about the fact it's like, okay, well, I'm taking this afternoon off and maybe, you know, golf season's opening here shortly. Maybe I'm going to go play golf. Well, golf is free time for me. There's no phone. There's no blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm going to go with my buddies and I'm going to take a half day of free time today. And that's going to golf or going on the ski. Like I, in the winter, I ski. So right. it's like, I'm, I'm taking off this afternoon and I'm going skiing. Well, that's a half day free time for me. Yeah. Right. So that's free time. It's doing something that I truly want to do. You like, yeah. Yeah. For me, it would right. be riding my bike or something. Yeah. Right. I, I mountain bike, same sort of thing. It's like, yeah. off we go. Right. Yeah. So and that's free time. It's different than flex time. And what yeah. people often do is they say, well, I had two days off, but you know, I painted the house. I, I did all this other stuff and Here the kids what? took them to yeah. the, to the doctor's office, like all the that's things not, that moms do. Yeah. That's, that's not free not time. Free time. You know, so flex time is that time where you're doing the chores and stuff aligning so that you can be fully focused in focus time and fully free in free time. Mm-hmm. And then and the then floor have- time you're talking about work. Floor time. Being yeah, at yeah. work, like literally there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So floor time is is interesting. And you know, um, for people who have assigned accountabilities for everything in their business, they generally have assigned themselves out of floor time. So for example, I don't have any store hours at either of my stores with rare exception. I was asked um, earlier this month, could I cover two Saturdays, uh, sort of half shifts this uh, this month at one of our stores because we were short and people were off and it was Easter weekend and that sort of stuff. It's like, right. absolutely, I'll cover, you know, no right. problem. I'll, I'm there, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm rarely ever on an actual shift on any of my stores. I've relieved myself of that, but that doesn't mean that I don't spend quality floor time in my stores. I'm just not on the schedule. Right. So you could show up there and hang out and talk to the customers and see how it's going and talk to your employees. Yeah. I think that's really important because I think sometimes business owners think that once you get to that point where you have enough people working for you that you don't have to actually do it. I've seen managers do that. They just want to sit in the back and hide. And it's like, no, you have to kind of be there. You kind of got to watch what's going on. You kind of have to, you know, see what the, what's going on on the floor. It's so important. Floor time's so important. It's a, it's a, it's a piece because when we align, we have our meetings and we align our product, we align our process, we align our people, all that stuff. If you don't have floor times, you're not really in the know. Right. Yeah. And it will get away from you. Right. Yeah. And, and the other, the flip coin of that, Julie, is if you're spending your entire day on the floor yeah. every day. Yeah. If you, if you're, if you're practicing 35 to 55 hours a week, there's problems. Yeah. Well, and that, that is something it's a little bit hard for veterinarians to grasp because mm-hmm. so much of our job is 
you know, the hands-on stuff, Mm -hmm. but really like I, I got really good. I mean, I'm pretty good at, at, um, not working in my practice, but during, um, during COVID, it was kind of like you, we were so busy that I really couldn't do anything other than what only I could do. So it was like the techs had to draw all the blood and give all the vaccines and do, do everything. And I was to the point where I was like, examining the pets because that's what I have to do, mm-hmm. prescribing the drugs, and then basically just telling the text what to do. You know, yep. I want you to do this, 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 and this, and then let me know the results and I'm going to go on to the next one. So mm-hmm. I think that that vets have to realize that even though they want to feel relaxed and that they're going to be able to kind of chit chat and do all the things in the exam room, that that's really not your best use of your time. You know, it well, really is just doing what you absolutely have to do. Yeah. And I mean, that's um, that's what I call managerial discretion. Yeah. And, you know, depending on where everything's at, and that's that's the the beauty of of being there at the floor and, and you you have this the pulse of what's happening. And you can either turn it on or turn it off or turn it down or turn it up, depending on what you need to do as every if everybody else is running doing their thing and you're there just to kind of help push things along and roll through things in different ways, you're there to aid and assist in any given way in order to get that customer through and deliver the promise in yeah. a more efficient way. Yeah. And to me, that's that's when you're in the owner's box. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, when you're that. in the owner's box there and you're not managing it because you have managers managing things. And in fact, more often than not, the manager is telling you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've said that before. I'm like, if somebody could just boss me around, I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what room to go in. I say I, I text all the time. Which room am I going to? And they'll say, you're in two. All right, yep. cool. I'll go to two. And then Perfect. what's going on with this client? Oh, we don't have enough people. Well, then I'll go get it. I'll go get, uh, I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go out and get that pet. Yeah, I, that's when I think it's fun. That's when processes are in place that allow you to free yourself up. Yeah. Right? yeah. So in times of, of craziness, you gotta, you're the owner. You got to go and do it. Like, right. Sometimes you got to pick up the poop. <laughs> you got to do it, right? Like that's, we're in business. It's ultimately we're the, we're the person that, you know, is the ultimate responsibility, but you know, for every day, it's not necessarily the case, but when, when push comes to shove, you're there. Right. And right, that's, that's, right. that's your, it. that's your ownership uh, attitude that you need to have. Yeah. But from that perspective, when I go into our stores, I rarely lead the charge. In fact, I'm, I'm just a peon and they tell me what to do. Can you go help that lady? Sure. Can you do this <laughs> for sure? Yeah. Like, and they'll, you know, well, we, the chats that we're going to have that are managerial, are planned in our meeting structures that we have. So you're not doing that when you're on your floor time. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's we we've we've we have a meeting rhythm that allows for that. And when I go to the stores, I'm either with my clients or I'm with my team or with my suppliers. Those three people, those three different levels of people. So I'm having, you know, chats with my suppliers, I'm having chats with my team or I'm having chats with my clients. Right. And I don't even bring a computer to my store. They gave my little cubicle away to somebody else. Uh, so I work out of the home for the most part. But when I do go to the stores, I'm I'm with my team. I'm yeah. with my clients. And, you know, there's no point in me going 
and working in what I could do here at the home office in a back room where nobody's going to see me anyway. I might as well just do it here at home. Yeah. Well, and I just, I think that if, if people, you know, take this to heart and really think about where they're using their time and then schedule it, like you said, and if they can go to get your scheduler on your website, so we'll tell them where to get that. But I just think thinking about the fact that if you're in your business and things are running and you feel like you don't really have that much to do, that that's a good thing, right? Because they everybody else has got it. It is a good thing because that's where creativity starts to happen too. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, hmm, absolutely. now that we've got this running really well. <laughs> now hmm. that we have all these processes, now we can even do more. <laughs> I love that. That's why I've always had multiple businesses on the go uh, because you know, I get them to a certain point where they seem to be running and it's like, hmm, what can we do now? <laughs> what so, can I do with uh, the rest of my time? I can yeah. start another business. It can, it can be dangerous, but also exciting. And yeah. and I think, you know, that's that's the entrepreneurial nature for those of us who did get into business is this kind of idea. It's like, hmm, how can we make other people's lives better? Yeah. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're helping them with their pets or in my case, I'm helping entrepreneurs kind of get through sort of all this conundrum and frustration and everything and trying to free them up and helping them free up so that they can do stuff that they want to do and have better lives and businesses. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter what that next step is until you actually have things in a position that you are freed up from that. You won't allow yourself the creativity to think of what could be. Yeah. I love it. Be more creative. I think it's an important piece as yeah. we continue well, to change. Well, it is because that's the only way that innovation happens and that's the only way that your business gets better. If you can just imagine it being different. And if you're stuck in the weeds, you don't have time for that. So much has changed over the last two years, Julie, in every industry. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're still working on cats and dogs and yeah. pets. Yeah, but telemedicine. We never thought we'd be doing telemedicine. Yeah. I, I was sick last week and I was supposed to be at work on Saturday. And so I called them like, you guys don't want me there. I sound terrible. I'm sneezing. I'm coughing. You guys don't want me there. I said, but call all the clients, see if they're willing to do telemedicine because you're all there. Yep. Got all the employees there. I said, we can go back to COVID and do some telemedicine if they want. And that way we can solve this problem. And that's what we did. It was, and it worked beautifully. We only had a couple clients that had to reschedule when I was back in the office, but for the most part, we were able to run a normal good Saturday with me not even being there. They would so just how many, me and it was great. This is an interesting thought. Um, how many did you, do you think you got through 70% of your client load that day? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's probably about right. 60 to okay. 70% I okay. was able to do. So if you had another vet at the shop, let's just say, just, just think about the potential of doing telemedicine every day. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then the, your that 30% is going to continue to go to the the um, the shop, your clinic. Mm-hmm. And the 70%, how how many people could you get through and accommodate virtually? And the and the capability of that, the reach of that, how many more like instead of you know, um, serving 10 miles around your, your clinic, you're now serving. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of a conundrum 
because a lot of the things we do, we have to be hands-on, right? Yeah, yeah. And so because my employees were at the hospital mm-hmm. and I was at home only, yeah. they could yeah. actually physically do, like I right. would say, show me the ear, swab yeah. the ear, like I could tell them what I wanted needed to see and then what to do. However, it, that's where our, that's where we're going. Like we're getting yeah. better at doing those kind of things. And, and I think just that innovation that came from having Love to it. do it during COVID. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's time now that we can kind of go back and look at some of these things and you take a look at the wins and the losses of some of that stuff. And how do we want to further the wins Right. without having the losses now that we know what we, you know, we were forced to do this. Yeah. Well, so what are we going to take away too. that's going to make, give us another 10, 15, 20, 50% more business or, right. or capability into our business that we currently have in bricks and mortar at your clinic. Yeah, for sure. I love it. So cool. I, I know it's great, isn't it? it well, is. this has been so fun and I love all your ideas and I love all of the recommendations that you're making. So if anybody out there wants to be coached mm-hmm. by either Pete or I, um, Pete does the entrepreneurial coaching. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to learn more, you can contact him at sim- simplify- Simplifying Entrepreneurship. It's a little bit of a mouthful for me sometimes, but it I is. love it. And I love having you on this podcast. So any last parting words before we wrap up this? Well, you know... Um... I've said it uh, once or twice already, but I, I really feel strongly about this. And I see it a lot in practice. Yeah. They're getting burned you, out, right? You own your business. It shouldn't own you. Yep. And if you yep. feel that your business is owning you and and ruling you, then we should chat. And yeah. we should, and or you should take some of these things that we've been discussing over the last couple of podcasts, Julie. And try them. Yeah. Implement. You know, we can listen and talk and read and, you know, all this stuff about all these different ways of doing things. But until you actually start doing the work, nothing is going to change. Yeah. Well, and I would add that if if your life is in control of you and you're not in charge of your life, Mm. the same thing applies. You got to work. And that's what I do with my coaching, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's super important to take those steps. And it's very scary. I get it. It's really yeah. hard to go get coached by somebody, but it's so, it's so helpful. Yeah. And, and so I really appreciate everybody listening and, and hearing what we have to say. And, and hopefully if you take one action step from this podcast this week, your life will be a little bit better, right? That's the goal. Yeah. And your business. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Pete. I really appreciate it. I love talking to you and I keep taking notes while we're talking because I get lots <laughs> of ideas. So yeah, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, hopefully we'll do this again one day and, and we'll come up with some more things to talk about. Sweet. Sounds All great. Right. Thank Make you it a so great much. Week. Everybody have a beautiful week out there, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, Pete.